to the Dallas Soccer Show. Joining you from upwind of the garbage dump in Louisville, Texas, I'm Dustin Nation, and checking in from the Admirals Club in the McKinney Regional Airport is my partner in crime for the lineup predictions, Jonathan Ross. How's it going, Jonathan? It's going good, Dustin. Really, uh, really looking forward to this weekend in a big game. Yeah, we've got a big one coming up. It is the Texas Derby. It's the second leg of the Texas Derby. And uh, right now, FC Dallas is behind in in that. We lost to them 2-1 to one back in May. And so there are a couple scenarios in which we can keep El Capitan the cannon. Uh, those scenarios are uh, we need to basically beat them by one goal or more. So if we tie, then Houston will will get El Capitan and win the win the derby or win the overall series. The tie, the first tiebreaker is goal differential. And so if FC Dallas wins by two goals, they, they will we lost 2 to 1 in the first one. So if we win by two goals, that tiebreaker kicks in. But the like way down the list on the very last tiebreaker is uh, if if the goal differentials are tied, then the winner, the previous winner, keeps the cannon, keeps El Capitan. So a single goal win will keep El Capitan here in Dallas for the next year, assuming we don't meet them in the playoffs and assuming well, and we didn't meet them in the Open Cup. So those two tiebreakers are are pretty much off the table. So with all that having been said. Jonathan, let's let's get stuck into some lineup predictions. All right, sounds good. Cool. All right, so we're getting into the crunch time. We kind of talked a little bit about it on our podcast this week in that there's not a whole lot of room for for experimentation. At this point, we Lucci knows who his best players are and who he wants to go to battle with for the rest of the season. There's just not a whole lot of time or to be playing around. So, uh, with that being said, we're going to as- assume the previous lineup that started the match is, we'll call it the base, and then we'll talk about, instead of just going all the way up through the lineup, we're, we're going to just talk about who we think will be, or what, what we think will be different this week compared to the previous match. So let's start by going through the previous roster and setting the setting the base there. The back line was Hollingshead on the left, Cannon on the right, and the center backs were Matt Hedges and Reto Ziegler. The midfield was Brian Acosta in the six with Jesus Ferreira and Paxton Pomacall ahead of him. And the top three were Brian Reynolds, Dominic Baji, and Mike, Michael Barrios. All right. So, in that match, we that that particular group came out very flat. The second half introduced Zdenek Andresik and pulled, pulled out Brian Reynolds. So, with all that being said, what changes would you make this week, Jonathan, going into the final leg of the Texas Derby against Houston? Yeah, so Dustin, I, I have to agree with you that, you know, really at this point, the, the rotation is going to be very, very limited. Um, and if I'm, I'm Lucci, really, I have, I have two things I want to accomplish through the rest of the year. One is obviously to make the playoffs. Uh, and this game against Houston is uh, a really important one. It's, it's it, Maybe it's not do or die. I think it's probably do or die for Houston. Uh, it's pretty close to do or die for us. 
so I, I think that uh, you're probably not going to see a lot of rotation. I think the other thing that Lucci has to accomplish through the rest of the year, and you're going to have to think about as we're picking out players, uh, is you know we've only got seven games left of the season. They didn't make a lot of new acquisitions this year. This is really Lucci's opportunity to determine, uh, you know, who he who he's going to play next year. Right? Are there areas that he needs to uh, needs to be able to make decisions? Are there areas? Uh, that he needs to be going outside in the market and looking for additional players. So I think to me those are the two big goals for for Lucci. Uh, but but play, but playoffs is first. Uh, I will throw you a, a question after this just to see kind of what you think a little bit about the, uh, how that impacts some changes. But uh, from a from a personnel perspective, uh, I think that the way that they started the second half. Uh, is going to be their starting personnel, which means basically is just one change uh, from the the starting eleven last week, and that is to start uh, Cobra, the 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 guy that uh, you and Armand were just you know throwing a big party for uh, earlier this week. Uh, I, I do think that Cobra. That's right. Cobra is. I, I agree that Cobra is going to get that start. Uh, the only other question is really about uh, what do you do at wing? The, it, and to me, it's uh, either you push you push Baji out there. Uh, obviously, if Santi was healthy, I think we're assuming the official injury report's not out. But from everything I've read, from people I've talked to, uh, I think Santi's not going to be starting this week. So. Um, so it's going to be either Baji. The only other person I could think of is actually I thought Pepe looked really good when he shifted up there um, later in the in the second half. So when he first came on, it came on for Jesus. Um, he sat basically in that same position as, as Jesus did. Maybe a little bit more of a second striker, but he also was a played in the in the in the midfield quite a bit. Um, he looked really good when he when he shifted to the wing as well. So yeah, he made um, some actually I, pretty good tackles in our own box. He, so. Man, he made a, yeah, he made one really fantastic tackle. I remember seeing that, uh, and uh, and and overall, he looked he looked really good. I don't think it was enough for me. If I'm Lucci going into a must-win game, I think I'm still probably going to put Baji uh, in that left-wing position uh, versus uh, versus you know bringing in Pepe or somebody like that. So that's that's the only uh, personnel change that I would make. Uh, what do you, what are you thinking, Dustin? I I'm right there with you. I, I that is my lineup as well. I am super excited to see Cobra in the in the Texas Derby. I remember last season at the beginning of the season when we still had Anton Nedelkov, the Bulgarian butcher or whatever his nickname was, right? Um, and he he had that potential to become like that cult favorite player, that cult cult hero, you know, or like in the Derby he'll come in and throw a crunching tackle or something. He had that potential. Uh, but then he went home. Uh, um, I think that Cobra has that same level of potential with his personality, with his um, just his his fire and drive. If if he has a good game and does something awesome in this match, he's going to win over like everybody. And he's already started to win over a lot of the fans. You can see. Th- the mood and the uh, the the thoughts about him changing online. Almost everything I've read is overwhelmingly positive about the guy. No one's you know dogging on him like they were. Uh, you know, the, people are still skeptical, rightfully so, right? But uh, you you can't you can't look at what he did last week and not be excited about what he could possibly bring this week. 
he still has to do it and he still has to uh you know prove that that wasn't a fluke in order but you know if something happens that's just you know a crunching tackle maybe a he sticks up for a player again in the derby he scores the winning goal something like that happens like there's no stopping the popularity of this guy in this town so uh, all that to be said i am going to be really boring and copy your starting personnel lineup that's that's because it's a perfect lineup i understand dustin (laughs) but 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 to me, the, I mean, if I go back and I look at that game, I know everybody, uh, including yourself and Armand and others, have been really raving about Cobra, and I think Cobra ha- did a fantastic job in that second half. Um, if I look at things tactically, if I look at the way that we played, um, especially in the second half against LA and the first half of that game uh, in uh, Montreal, uh, things we, we really didn't have a lot of creativity. So in both cases, the, the the defenders, right? So LA or Montreal set back in the box, played very compact, um, and we had difficulty really creating any re- reasonable chances. Uh, and so I think part of that is, part of that is lack of movement. So if you look at just the, the off the ball movement from different players, uh, you would see either uh, Paxton or Ferreira taking the ball up and then you know maybe you know Mikey would make a run or something like that, uh, and they would get it out to the wings. Uh, but mm-hmm. what you didn't see was multiple players trying to make runs, and that's something that uh, shifted quite a bit when they moved into uh, into the second half in Montreal. And it's the same thing we saw in the game of Minnesota was uh, both the off the ball movement was significantly more, right? So you would see multiple runners in the box if you think about like the two uh the two goals that Cervania had for example um there's multiple players running in the box and in fact uh, Cervania is making the far post run in both of those goals um and Cobra was actually the run ma- one making the the near post run right um and I think that type of movement opens up opportunities for all of the players uh and, and it the, the the other I think big tactical change that you that I saw when I went back and looked at the game was um, Lucci really pushed forward the the two uh, offensive midfielders. So you, we saw uh, Paxton and Ferreira playing right behind the the front three versus uh, playing further back in the field, and we saw almost a three man back line. So you, we would see uh, one of either Cannon or Hollingshead uh, pushing forward. Um, or even in some cases, we even saw Hedges make make runs all the way to the 18. Um, and I, I think it's it's not just adding Cobra, who I think added a lot of enthusiasm. But I think to me, um, if we go back to the same way as we we're playing with Cobra, it, if we play the same way as we did in the first half against Montreal, it's not going to make a difference. I do think that we have to play tactically that way, which I think puts you at somewhat of a risk against Houston because Houston is definitely a bunker and counter team. And so they're going to be playing um, very tight in the box, right? They're going to, they're going to have their eight defenders probably sitting back pretty, pretty, pretty far and compact. Um, so we, you know, it's, it's going to mean that Hedges and Ziegler and Acosta, probably those three have to have really good games um, to keep them in check. But I think if we can create that kind of tactical changes, if we can put that kind of pressure on Houston's back line, um, that we'll see good results from, from Cobra and the whole team. So, I mean, to me, that's the bigger thing um, that I'd like to see us change versus uh, changing out personnel. That's a fair point. Yeah. Um, you, personnel doesn't matter if you get the tactics wrong. 
So, yeah, uh, you said you had a question for me earlier. Yeah, you still have yeah, that question? I, I did. So I do still have that question. So um, thinking about how you said we've, we're locking down, we're assuming that the the rotation is getting locked down. So, uh, what are you going to do with players like Jesse? You know, the winger Jesse <laughs> with Jesse Coman. Um, you've got, let's say, in the midfield, you've got Hayes and, and Cirillo. I mean, how how do you make if you're Lucci? How do you make decisions on, especially some of those new players you just haven't really seen, um, like people like Jesse, right? How do you make a decision on whether or not that continues to be a need next year, uh, while continuing to to push for the playoffs? That's a good question. Um, I think that at that point you've got to just rely on what you see in in practice in training, because. And unless we just become mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, the team's goal is to make the playoffs. That's what they started said from the beginning. And if if you, the player doesn't factor into Lucci's plans and Lucci's belief that that's that of in who is going to help him get there, then you just gotta you just gotta watch them in training, and that's all you can do, right? I mean, we have. We have the new USL team in North Texas SC, but as we saw this week, none of the first team players traveled with the team. So, do it looks like everyone's going to be in consideration for making the bench and for helping out and playing bit parts. But I mean, I, I think that's there's not really much else you can do in that situation, which kind of stinks. But you'd like to be in the situation where points you've already locked it in, and you can kind of experiment and see what's gonna gonna work, and then hit your stride right at the end of the playoff, right right as the playoffs start. But if barring that situation, or you know being mathematically eliminated, you I don't think we'll see a whole lot of experimentation. Now, so, and I would so agree. Not a, a interesting or revolutionary answer, uh, but that's what I got. So, so do you think we see Coman in the 18? Do we see? So let me actually. Do we think you do you think we'll see Coman play again this year? I think if we if we lose the next two or three games, we might see him towards the end of the season. But I don't think that if we're in the hunt and we're in that dogfight, I don't think we yep. see Coman play don the hoops as it were uh, again before he is uh, relinquished to go seek greener pastures. Yeah, I, I, I would I would agree. So the so I know we've been doing the uh, the prediction on score. I do have kind of one bonus prediction. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw uh-huh. at you first. I'm a little scared now. So yes, yes, you should be. Um, so <laughs> so I'll, I'll let. So I, I I'd love to see what's your prediction for uh, Sunday night's man of the match. So who do you man think is going to end up man of the match? Well, I mean, I think. The easy call there would be to call for the man of the match to be Zdenek Andrasik, right? That would be the that would be the story of, of the year, I think. I don't think that that necessarily will be the case. I'm gonna go with and and he's looked kind of 
off the past couple weeks. He's talked to Armand about having a nagging hamstring injury throughout the, the season that's come on and come off. Uh, and he's been battling it all, almost all season. But I think I'm, I'm going to give the nod for man of the match for this game to be Paxton Pomichol having a huge turnaround from his previous game. That's my that's my man of the match prediction. How about you? I I, I think FC Dallas uh, fans would be very excited to to see Paxton have one of those performances because I think it's been a while since we've seen that um, out of Paxton. Um, so that would be that would be great. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Uh, the Swiss Army Knife, uh, Ryan Hollingshead to get the the man of the match. I, I feel like this is the if if Lucci plays the tactics that I I, I at least hope that he does. Um, it's really an opportunity for people like uh, for Ryan and for Cannon to push forward and get involved both offensively and defensively. Um, so I'm going to go with uh, with uh, Mr. Hollingshead. I can see that happening as well. The I, the other. I guess Dark Horse I was thinking about was Reggie Cannon, um, maybe getting his third goal. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Uh, but as far as scoreline predictions, I'm going to all go ahead and start this time, unless you would like to give a uh, scoreline no, prediction. Um, I'm going to give a 3-1 shout FC Dallas's way. El Capitan stays right where he's at in Legacy Hall. Well, he's, that's where he's at today. Uh, over in, in the stadium in, in Frisco. Uh, that's my, my shout. I think the goals will come from Paxton with a with a goal uh, Barrios and why not Hollingshead why not all right uh, I'm gonna go with uh, with the win as well I mean this is this is a must win and Houston is um, I'm gonna say a dumpster fire almost when it comes to, to to away games. They won their they won their first away game this year. I think it was against Colorado. Since then, they've won one game out of eleven with no ties. Right, so they've they've been really bad on the road. They've got a new coach. I I I don't think that they have a lot to play for this year. Um, I do think we win. I think it's going to be a two to one win. Um, the I think we are going to give up one to a, probably a counterattack. Um, and uh, my two goals, uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Ryan Hollingshead. I almost kind of have to because I, I, I chose him as a as a man of the match. Um, and the second one, I'm gonna go with uh, with Baji. I think it's it would be uh, nice to see him get uh, on the score sheet again. Agreed. All right. Well, you can see how close we are with all of these predictions on Sunday night. Seven is it seven or seven thirty? Seven o'clock. Uh, FS1. The Fantastic. Mark Folliwell will be announcing for uh, the national t- audience as well. So Fantastic. Everybody else gets to know what we already know about Mark Folliwell. And uh, you can catch us on your podcast feed in your podcast app. You can also catch us on your YouTube channel, our YouTube channel, if you're listening right now. You can head over and see our smiley faces on YouTube. Our website's dallassoccershow.com. We're on Twitter as at Dallas Soccer Show. Jonathan is Jonathan Roz 12. I've, I forgot it that one time, but I got it every time since. And uh, if you if you like this show, tell a friend. Spread the word. And we'll see everybody at the stadium on Sunday night. Thanks for joining me, Jonathan. 
No problem, Dustin. Take Always it easy, good. everybody.